me for what? This is another episode where we are dealing with coronavirus. We have it totally under control. I thought this was America. Huh? Sounds interesting. Boris Johnson said it was the right time to update the government's message in England. From stay at home to stay alert. In the midst of a lockdown, tensions rise. But the new message lacks clarity. We're born with freedom, and you will not take this message. Yo, 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 what is up my people? I'm back, y'all. I'm back. It's your boy, Natch Blazing. And you know what this is. It's the new normal podcast. Before we get into it, guys, I'm going to be really quick. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm doing this podcast by myself. So if it gets a bit boring, look, I'm going to I'm going to figure this out. If it's shit, it's shit. But bear with me while I figure myself out. And um, I'm going to try and be as entertaining as possible. Now, the new normal. What is the new normal? Well, we're all going through it, aren't we? Everything right now is all effed up with a capital F. And um, basically, the inspiration from this podcast, if you notice, um, I had a podcast going on before, which was the Nas Blazin podcast. It was only three episodes in. Um, this was around probably, it was in February, actually, right? The third episode was recorded um, a day before I flew back to Sydney for a month. And when I was in Sydney, um, that's when the whole pandemic thing happened. And I just made it back to the UK after a month. But as soon as I got back, we were, we were in lockdown. And um, I was booking a studio for, for my podcast um, in, in Wembley here in London. And obviously... It's everything's shut down and I've been working from home like all of you that are listening right now. And I, I, I couldn't I couldn't get back into my uh, groove. You know, I had a good thing. I thought I thought, OK, we got something going. But like like everyone, chaos, right? What's the first thing you do in a pandemic? You don't know what to do. I don't think we've I don't feel we have ever experienced anything like this. Um, the last thing I can remember that felt remotely close was when the whole, uh, SARS thing was happening. Do you guys remember that? I was in Sydney, obviously I've only been in the UK for two years, but when the SARS thing happened, I remember it was a big deal. I think it was around early two thousands. I do remember I was, I don't know, my rapping days when I was rapping. Um, and, um, yeah, everyone's watch out for SARS, man. This, this disease from, China as well. And to my understanding, I think SARS is more deadly if you contract it. But what makes Corona more um, dangerous, per se, is how undetectable it is and how easily the virus can spread. So containing it, um, it's, it's in everyone's best interest, even though if it doesn't affect you. It's in everyone's best interest to stay home. So I, I, I'm, I'm with the stay-at-home crowd. I'm like the crazy, crazy hillbillies that protest for their freedoms. You know, I, I with that, and so I've decided to make this podcast. It's not, a, it's not a news podcast. It's not, it's not even about the pandemic. It's more about documenting the pandemic, like what's happening. We're in a transitional period, guys. We're in transitional, and that's going to be the new normal. So while this is all happening, I figured, why not just continue my podcast? But I'm going to keep the format audio for now, and I'm going to try and make these frequent, keep it as up-to-date as possible. Let's, let's, just, let's, let's just try and do this daily. I know it's ambitious. I spoke to a few people about it, but that's my problem. I announce things. I don't follow through, look like a damn fool. So shout outs to Seb, Sebastian, out in, uh, you're living in Paris now. I told you, man. I told you, bro, my man. I'm going to try and do this daily. So today's the first episode. It's the 13th of May. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to Rode. Because um, uh, what was I going to say? It kind of motivated me to join to, to, to get back on the podcast bandwagon because there is a competition right now. And if you're listening to this, um, the episode before I drop this one, um, either before or after, I, I, I hope you check it out. It's going to be a two-minute podcast because um, they're rolling out a competition with Anchor. Now, Anchor is the 
podcast host that I use to to upload, and it, it basically it's the distributor that sends it to you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you're listening on. Um, Anchor is the chosen provider. I, I the chosen the provider I have chosen to upload, and they're running a competition with Broad. And as you know, as you may know, may or may not know, I record with a lot of Rode equipment. I've got two pod mics. This is how dedicated I was to the cause. I was full deep into the podcast game, but then pandemic, what can you do? So I got two mics, but just one of me. So it's kind of dumb. I might sell the other one. I've also have have a Rode NT1A, which is a studio condenser mic, which I wrapped all my classics, all my classic songs on. Um, It's not really being used anymore. It's just hidden away. And I also bought this... Look, hate on me all you want, but I bought this uh, microphone arm, and it's a Rode branded one. I didn't want to go cheap. I explained this in a like something I did wages ago. Um, I'm done with buying cheap shit because I end up thinking about the better upgraded one, wishing I bought that instead, and I end up buying it anyway. And then I'm stuck with a cheap quality version of whatever tech piece of item it is and then that just goes to bin or i'm on gumtree and facebook marketplace trying to sell it off and you know i'll make a, a loss on it but i decided to go in and it's a 60 pound um microphone arm and that's pretty ridiculous uh when you really think about it i mean 60 pounds for my aussie listeners if if you convert that that's about 120 dollars. i basically have a microphone stand all it does is it holds my microphone it's Rode, like my microphone, and it cost me $120. So that's an expensive thing to be holding just to hold a microphone. And the, 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 the next thing that's really annoying is I can't even connect it to this table. I, I have a new desk, and it doesn't clamp on. And the desk isn't mine. It's actually in this new apartment. I've, I've moved in lately. A lot has happened. A lot has happened, guys. I realize. I'm on a bit of a tangent here, so I do apologize if I go back and forth with my stories. But when I came back to Sydney, I was still living in my old... I mean, when I came back from Sydney to the UK, which was Feb, late Feb, whatnot, um, a month after that, we moved to a new place. Just down the road, still the same area, still in still in same area in London. But... Yeah, I'm in a new flat, by the way. So um, we're next to a train. So if you randomly hear train sounds, it's it's not post-production. It's it's part of the mix. I'm sorry. Um, but back to, to what I was talking about, uh, the desk. <laughs> Whoa, I went like way off topic. The desk is the landlord's. It's a great desk. At first, I wanted to replace it because I was like, this is not... I can't put my microphone stand on this. It's it's too thick. Like there's no joints for me to put it on. I just if you if if you can visualize it, it's this. Oh, I can't even explain it, so don't worry. But it just won't connect. And the issue is, I do want to keep the desk because I I googled this exact desk, thinking like it's some cheap shit. Like what is this? And I realized this desk is like a classic. It's like a vintage desk. Not like Ikea brand where you assemble it. This shit is like ancient. Like people sell this secondhand for 320 pounds. For context, again, for my Australian listeners, you just double it. I just double now because I think that's how the, the conversion is. So 320 pounds, that's like a $600 desk. So obviously I thought I thought I was kind of balling. I was like, yeah, I want to keep this desk. I was thinking of drilling a massive hole to put the um the, the the microphone stand comes with this mount that you can drill a hole and then essentially like you know if you want to make a podcast desk dedicated to podcasts you can drill a hole in it stick the mount there and then there you go you got your stand on the desk so i'm kind of in the middle of contemplating should i should i should i just do it and then hopefully they don't notice a massive desk if we ever move out I don't know. We'll see. But speaking of uh, damage, I've already damaged a lot of shit in this apartment that we just moved into. Uh, Nadine, my partner, got really pissed off at me the other day because I had the I had the flat to myself. She went out. She went out with, to I don't know visit a friend. Um, 
the other day. I think it was the other weekend. And I, I don't know. I, I went into this crazy, crazy uh, renovate my home office. Like, you know, this is my new sanctuary. And I'm just doing things. I've moved my desk different parts already. I've, I've changed things around. And um, I have this massive industrial light hanging from the top. And I, I, I thought it would be a good idea because we got these new um, home, you know those home LED lights, Hue lights from from Hue. Oh, I guess that's it. From Hue that, that, that respond to your Alexa and your Google. I love that shit. I live for that shit. I'm all about putting shit together and making my house as futuristic as possible. That's all I did when I was back in Sydney. I was staying with my mom and dad. Shoutouts to mom and dad. I went ham, yo. I didn't hardly went out. I, I, I worked from home, like remote. And, and aside from eating and seeing my friends, I just renovated this shit out of my mom's study. I added security cameras everywhere. I fixed their Google Home, fixed their, their just the whole network, how everything works. So it was only right. As soon as I got back to this new flat, I was like, oh, oh, hello. The possibility. And back to my story before I get really sidetracked again. We got these new fully sick Hue lights that you can control with Alexa. Came with an Alexa as well. And um, of course, I've, I've went ham. There's one in the living room. There's one in the bedroom. Uh, I don't even, I don't touch switches no more. I don't use my hands. I'm on that level. So I just would go in. Hey, Google, turn on the light. Alexa, lights off. Lights bright. Hey, Alexa, alarm, please. So um, I think it just heard me then. I don't know if you guys heard that, but I think it heard me from from my study to the bedroom. But me being alone this, I can't remember if it was last week or another weekend before, but I, I, I went ham. I, I tried to get one of the bulbs and attach it to this massive industrial light that's hanging in my study. So um, here I am by myself, um, balancing, like holding this massive light, unscrewing it to, to open the lid so I can change the bulb. And by the time I get to the last screw to take it off, it happens so quick that the whole freaking light just, whoop, it just falls and it's hanging off the cable. Thing is, I was right under it. This, this shit could have killed me. It, went, it didn't hit me, but it almost did. And then... From that point on, I was like, oh, my God, I'm screwed. So I, I didn't know what to do. I was, I was under the light just holding it. I couldn't even reach for anything to, like, to hold the light. I was like, I was scared it was just going to fall off completely. So um, I got in trouble. I, I called. I, I sent Nadine a text, and she was pissed off. She went. She came home, told me off. Um, and damn, yo, we, we, we got a quote for a handyman. Um he quoted us 90 pounds, uh, 70 pounds at first. Eventually, I was like, look, let, let's try and fix it ourselves. Maybe I can fix it. But unfortunately, she has, she's lost complete faith in me for anything. Um, so we ended up um, getting getting another handyman. We got another quote. It was about, it's about 40 pounds. So it's not too bad of a hit. Got the guy to, you know, stick a few screws on the wall because want, wanting to put some... Some picture frames. We have, we have this mass, this beautiful massive clock we bought in Brighton last year, um, and we had that in the old apartment, and we had nowhere to put it. But now I've I've put it in my study. One day, if we ever have visuals for this podcast or something, I'll show you guys. But it's coming along, and um, I guess that's that's the kind of thing now. We, everyone's has their own at home version of The Sims. We're all just like modifying our shit. I think it's gonna be. Then one of the new norms is everyone's going to have uh, a designated study. Um, it's looking like this quarantine, this whole lockdown thing is going to go for a bit longer. I, I know for a fact from wh where I am employed, if I've, like knock on wood, I hope I still have a job in a month's time. My contract's supposed to end this month, but it's looking like I might stay on, you know. Um, but give or take. Knock on wood, I ho hopefully I get to stay longer and, you know, have a reason to have this study. Otherwise, I I'm going to have to start doing something, guys. I'm going to have to start asking you guys for donations, you know. 
maybe if I do this every day, will peeps, you know, is that something, you know what I'm trying, you know what I'm saying? Help a brother out, y'all. So, yeah, anyway, um, that, that, that's that. That's the whole reason. I realized after, um, after a couple weeks now, it's, it's, how long is it now? A week and a half in to, to lockdown. All of y'all, this is like global, man, everybody. I don't think, well, everyone I know has been working from home this whole time. And I figured, you know what? It's, it's starting to be normal. It's starting to be, be the norm. I'm getting used to it. I kind of like it, to be honest. I hope I never have to return to work, but still keep my job. As in, I just have, I just, I'm allowed to do this from now on permanently. And I figured, you know, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, guys. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I just started again today. I've, I grew to sort of fall in love with it again. I start things. I listen to things. And I could go ham on it for a while. And then I drop off. I get over it. So a lot of elements to why this podcast has begun. Inspiration has come from different places. I want to shout out to uh, Lee's. Lee's Eats. She's got a podcast as well. Um Shit, let me get the name of it. I just sorry, Lise. I just forgot the name of the podcast you started. But if you guys um, want to hear a, a podcast that is in its you know beta stage, it's it's just come out. Um, More spice, please. But your girl Lise, shout outs to her. Um, she inspired me because he, hearing other people, you know, doing the same thing as you it, it's it's inspiring in that sense and that was pretty much the tipping point of like I, I listened to a podcast the other day and i was like shit this is good man for a first podcast as well i'm like damn my first podcast i was whack as hell so it's motivated me i'm back and i'm hoping to do this to entertain to you know to share keep people informed you know be that source if you're into the same thing as i do i like I'm into, you know, hip-hop, tech, random shit. And there's, there's, there's no strict formula. There's no, wow, it's going to go this way. Um, it's sort of a free-for-all. I'm going to just drop these every day. Be, in a, be, be, be your buddy while you work from home. Because I only work three days, so I got a lot more time than you. I know that you, you guys listening probably all have nine-to-fives. Shit gets boring, man. Uh, you know, listening to the same playlist, day in, day out, same music. God damn. Well, I'm here to, you know, speak to y'all, entertain y'all. So, yeah, uh, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a go to a break, an ad break right now, and then we'll, we'll pick it up from there. Stay tuned. Calling all podcasters. My Roadcast is back. We're looking for tiny podcasts. With big ideas. Submit a one to two minute episode for your chance to win 150,000 in prizes and take your podcast to the next level. Enter now at myroadcast.com. Yo, 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 we back. Okay, first topic, first thing. Um, new normal, guys. New normal is a great time to, to get in touch with your passions, things you like. Um, and mine is hip-hop. I've loved hip-hop. That's my rap name, by the way. Nats Blazin. And um, it's going to be a lot of elements of hip-hop in this. The intro, if you you remember from the start of this podcast, I, I put those sound bites together. And it's... I hope I don't get done for copyright, to be honest. Because that's a that's a, um, a copyright beat. That's I'm not going to say anything because I might get done already. But um, hip-hop news segment. Y'all... I'm, I'm, I'm catching up to all my hip-hop, yo. I've been listening to Dream Champs. Is it Dream Champ? No, Drink Champs podcast by Noriega. That shit got me inspired as well. So anyway, hip-hop lovers, um, I got some, some news for you. So uh, first on the agenda, um, Eminem confronts an intruder. This shit is crazy, man. Like, apparently, um, not too long ago, like a couple weeks ago, this is going off memory. I just read it, so I remember it fresh. But um, a crazed fan, appara- apparently Eminem gets a lot of random intruders coming into his house. They, they just try to, you know, get a glimpse of him, seeing him or whatnot. 
this guy, this guy, he he's in jail now. Obviously, he's he's awaiting trial. He might get jailed for it. Takes it to another level. This guy chucks a brick into the back window of Eminem's house, and he actually gets in. He gets in. He doesn't steal nothing. No malice. No physical alt- altercation. He's not there to harm him. He's a he is Stan. He's the embodiment of Stan. The song Stan for context. The you know. The one with Dido and he kills his wife because uh, he drives off a cliff um, to the song because he's so obsessed with Eminem and it's just upset that he doesn't reply to him. Eminem is on that level that he has fans crazy enough to break into his house, not steal shit, and just get a glimpse of him. He literally, Eminem apparently confronted him. Like, he got woken up because it was really late at night. This guy just goes in and then voila, he's like, Hello, Eminem. And then that's it. The, the, Eminem's got 24-hour security, apparently. So um, when I, what, what I read about is he has 24-7 security for this reason because it's people that pester him, got, get into his gated community, and just stand the shit out of him. Like, yo, Marshall, what up? So yeah, uh, security intervened. He got arrested. And then there you go. I, I have a feeling, um, I was on Instagram the other day, and... Um, hip-hop heads, you know, I'm going to get real deep with the hip-hop talk. But uh, Royce59, if you follow him on Instagram, he's one of my favorite rappers. He's in the duo Bad Meets Evil. That's with Eminem. He was teasing a beat that he produced. And I think he put the the sound clip of a news reporter talking about the, the whole thing with the Eminem intruder. I got a feeling they're cooking up something. I got a feeling they're brewing the next Bad Meets Evil album, which I'm pretty excited about. Not gonna lie, Eminem hasn't been too bad lately. Uh, the last album, what was it again? Music to be murdered by. First listen, I was like, oh, this is this is it. He's back, and then it kind of got played out again later. But I'm 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 borderline a stan as well, you know. So it's what it is. So um, that's one thing. Uh, next thing versus battles. If you guys have seen this, um, me and the boys did something similar, and we talked about this on the Cheat Coders, so shout out to Don and Raph. Um, We had this segment called Jukeboxing a while ago, and basically, myself and Raph, we had a battle, and the battle um, was basically, um, we we would choose songs relating to a topic. Sorry, no, it was me and Don. Raph was the one that, that... coordinated it so me and don would pick songs relating to a theme so raf would drop the theme like music what what song would you play while making love or what song would you make when you get paid and then i would play a song talk my shit and bring it back to don and then he would play his song and then there would be a judge so lo loc my mate lo shout out he he was the judge and he would pick i won obviously because it's me um, just wanted to put that out there. So I think like they bit our concept, man. And this started actually with Ja Rule. Ja Rule, I'm I'm very sure of this, but I remember a couple weeks back, um, people just trying to find ways to not be bored, even like on that level of superstar status, like your the the mainstream artists are bored as shit. They're in their mansions. They're like, you know what? Let's like steal these podcasters' idea of jukeboxing. Just claim it as for our own. And Ja Rule obviously just won't stop. That that's just just likes getting getting done and being memed, has to go at his formidable foe, 50 Cent. So he shouts out shout outs 50 Cent. Let's go, 50 hit for hit. And like I thought kind of clever mood move, move for for a fact. I I can probably say Ja Rule does have a lot more hits. Than 50 Cent. As in like commercial wise. Like he had a lot. His catalog. Damn. As in 50 had his first album right. Get Richard Die Trying. He's got In The Club. And the other ones are kind of more a bit street street singles. Like I know all of them. But I, I'm i pretty sure the average hip hop. Not even hip hop. Just the average listener would know a lot more Ja Rule songs. Compared to 50 Cent. But. As a rebuttal, so 50 replied not not too long ago. He responded. Um, he said he he wouldn't take he wouldn't take the challenge on Ja Rule because his 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 reasoning is Ja Rule doesn't make songs by himself. He's always a he's a duo rapper. 
So he kind of just shushed him up. And I was like, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. Because Ja, ja Rule, most of his hits had to have, like, you know, Ashanti or J-Lo. And 50, like, mm, I'm trying to think of some 50 Cent songs here. But most of them, he carries it himself. Like, he would do a lot of hooks. He was that guy. You know, he'd do his own choruses um, with the occasional feature here and there. But I think the angle he's going for is like, look, you ain't even on my level, bro. You don't even make your own songs. And I'm 50 Cent. So I was like, fair enough. I, I would I like 50 Cent more. Um, but I thought it, it would be a pretty close battle. It depends how you look at it in that sense. Like what, what what you... Like, I mean, if you're going for hits, then you're going for like top 10 chart type hits. And I think Ja Rule has more singles. Correct me if I'm wrong. But album sales and all that, like, yeah, ja, 50 destroyed the shit out of Ja Rule. Um, but... Interestingly enough, with 50 Cent um, putting down Ja Rule's offer to battle, he he was quite, um, he brought up if he was to battle someone, guess who? Guess who he, he thinks would be more of a better match than him? None other than Mr. S N O P. D-O-double-G, Snoop Dogg, y'all. I was like, fair enough. I, I At first, I was like, mm, yeah, okay, I, I, I see that. Like, you know, Snoop, they're both gangster. You know, they, they they don't play around. They're not pop. Like, Ja Rule's quite poppy in that sense. He sold his soul, man. He went all soft. But Snoop, yeah, okay. East and West, two different rappers, different styles. But then I started to think, I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. 50's bit more, he ain't OG, like, if you go for full discography, like, oh, bro, Snoop has been around for a long, like, a long ass, he's got hits for days, I honestly think Snoop would take it, like, um, like, 50 hasn't had any, same with Snoop, both of them haven't had many hits recently, that's for a fact, like, Music-wise, nothing really stand out-ish. But purely for the, 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 the length of their careers, Snoop's got, like, he's got the chronic days. He's got the 2001 shit. He's got his, you know, dog pound moment. Then when he, you know, with the Pharrell phase. He's just been everywhere. Then he had his Snoop Lion phase. Like, what the hell was that? But still, still. So I think, honestly, Snoop would take that. So... Yeah, I don't know. All these rappers are going going ham with, with, with all these, like, challenges. Everyone's, like, going at each other. Um, Snoop Dogg recently, I just saw this today, actually, and he's ready to take on Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Now, I, I think that, I think that is a better match. I mean, once again, like, it depends what how you look at it. Like, they, they have a very similar catalog in a sense of they got a lot of strong solo hits they both got gangster records but they also got a lot of you know like the pop the pop records as well um purely on purely on business and numbers obviously jay-z um that guy is a, a machine he's a businessman he knows how to market his shit but in terms of impact culture wise like come on it's snoop bro I think, like, my dad knows Snoop Dogg more than Jay-Z. Like, he knows Jay-Z, but if he hears, sees Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg is the popular rapper. He's the, he's the guy, you know? And I think he would take him. So maybe that's why he's ready to take on Jay-Z. Because he would take Jay-Z. If it was, like, a hit-for-hit, hit, like this whole hit-for-hit hit versus battle. Yeah, King of New York versus King of the West. Easy, easy. Anyways, um, and uh, on a final, um, I guess a final thing in the hip hop news, the know how. I'm gonna obviously get into hip hop a lot more now that I have the time. So I'm gonna keep you guys updated. Let me know what you guys um, want to hear more of. Um, in that sense, if you want me to break down things or whatnot. Um, but I, I want to finish off with this last um, bit of news that I read. Um, more so today, a bit more. I I haven't gotten really nitty gritty on it, but. Takashi six nine. What is this parasite still doing? Um, 
I listened to the Joe Budden podcast, so I, this, I I'm I'm using that as a source because I knew about Takashi and I didn't bother. I was like, this guy is not worth it. Like, this guy comes out comes out of jail. For those that don't know, long story short, the guy was sent to jail for racketeering. Supposed to serve two years. Um, he got a re- um, a reduced sentence of two years. He was gonna get way more, but he ratted out on a lot of people. Um, you know, people that were supposedly um, extorting him, you know. And then, obviously, he dubbed on a lot of people that had nothing to do with it. He just, he was like, he just, he, just, he started with the extortion people, like the, the gang members they, they use, affiliated with the, the nine, what are they called? The, the nine blood something, the blood whatever. Um, and then he just kept going. He's like, oh, shit, this ain't too hard. So he just starts ratting on everyone. Cardi, T.I., like everyone. So there's for good reason, people are like, rat. Everyone's pissed off at him. Now, um, when he got released, he got released because of COVID. Once again, the new norms, guys. What the fuck? COVID saved this, saved this guy from jail. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I had a feeling he was going to die in there. Like, come on, man. The guy was gang-affiliated. And then he goes to jail, and then he ratted on everyone. Like, how did he survive um, all that? And I thought, like, it would change him at least. At the very least, he'd come out a bit more humble. But no, he got early release. He, he served about one year and seven months, I think, or one and a half years he was in jail. He had, he had, he had about five to seven months to go before he released. But still, a year and a bit. I think that would be enough to change someone, especially someone like him with such a high profile. I'm sure he didn't have a good time in there. But because of COVID, guy's out. Um, they, the, his lawyer had pleaded for him to, to have an early release because he has asthma and he's at risk. Jeez. So he's out. And this guy goes in. Like, he just picks up where he left off. Oh, it's like, like oh, don't, don't disregard all the ratatouing the guy just breaks instagram breaks youtube he, he releases a song i haven't really properly listened to it. i don't want to listen to it shit gooba some bullshit he releases a song on youtube breaks the youtube record for most views in a hit in the hip-hop segment in in one day the the previous record was eminem's kill shot when he dropped that disc to mgk that was previously the the, the highest record, which I'm I'm all for. I'm like, okay, that's hip-hop. That's Eminem. But then again, I I, I am an Eminem dick rider, so uh, biased. But now it's Takashi. I'm like, what? The, who the fuck? Who's listening? And I get it. I get it as well. Like, I viewed it. Like, when it came out, I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. But I didn't watch it the whole way. I'm just like, yep, he's still a dick. So I watched a glimpse of it, turned it off, and I was like, nah, I'm done. But... This guy is just the clout of clout. He comes out, middle fingers up, talking shit. Yeah, FB with my haters and all that. It's like, well, yeah, you you are hated. But not for the... You're getting views, but not for the right reasons. It's not like Eminem... When Eminem dropped Killshot, everyone tuned in because they wanted to witness a, you know, a, a live... A sa- uh, what's the word? A live... Um, when, when, capital... What's, what, what's that when you kill someone live? Um, a live... Oh my god, I know the word and people are probably listening now like, Dude, it's this! A live uh, execution. Jesus Christ. A live execution. Which it was. It was, it was glamorous. It was, oh my goodness. MGK, dead. I loved it. This was just a train wreck. I don't know if it's just the, the millennials... You know, the millennials that are really, like, feeding into this guy that really... D- I don't know anyone, no one in my circle. Either that, I'm really old. I might call my brother, actually. I'm going to call him on this podcast. I'm going to call and ask him if he likes Takashi. You know what? Let me see if this guy's online. Let me see if my brother... I'm going to see if he's online. And while while I'm doing that, um, so Takashi comes out, breaks some records. He... He's on house arrest, by the way. So, sorry, he's not early released, completely free. But he's on his music video, showing people he's got that anklet thing, that house arrest thing, and he's just sort of making fun of it. He looks like he has no remorse for his ratatouille. 
and the guy he's apparently he got he got caught out in the last place he was living at because he was um i think he was in a house and the neighbor like some girl some young millennial saw him taking pictures of himself outside while he was doing his instagram live rant and this is where he was trying to justify like oh yeah he ratted on on the people that you know extorting him um banging his his baby mama um taking his money you know it's like it's like so he's justifying like look they 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 were disloyal to me first so i'm disloyal to them that's how he's justifying but like okay yeah fair enough but what 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 what's with the going at everyone else that had nothing to do with it he didn't acknowledge it so this guy is just ah uh, I just, ah, oh, I don't wish death on him. You should not wish death on people, but he just needs to be stopped. Like something needs to be done. And what really got me a bit more invested in the topic, I didn't even want to talk about this, to be honest. I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast today with Rory and Mal, and they were talking about it, and they had some very good points. Um, Budden, if you guys don't know these guys, I'm not going to explain. If, if you like hip-hop, you like hip-hop, and you'll know what I'm talking about. But... I'm going I'm to I'm give you the, the revised version. What Mal, Mal was saying, is it Mal? M-A-L? He, 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 he thinks, like, how he sees it is this, this is a guy that comes in, and he, he's obviously used the culture for his own benefit. He's used hip-hop as his, you know, like, used this image, like gang-banging, gangster, or whatnot. And he's definitely not about it. There's videos of him, like, there was a video I watched of him when he actually got kidnapped. And you can, he, he wasn't gangster then. He was like, oh, yo, come on, man. Like, when, when one of the guys was, like, threatening him and, like, they're, they're gonna, they, they, they legit kidnapped him. They put him in a van and the, the recordings there was released. The court released it. So you can Google that right now. So this guy is not a fraction of what he talks about in his raps. And his, his argument why this needs to be stopped, like why hip hop needs to stop, um, you know, letting these people get a pass, these people that just sort of piggyback off this hip hop shit. Then suddenly when it gets too real, it's like, ooh, I got to tap out because, um, you know, I ain't really about that. So I'm going to rat. I'm allowed to be a rat because I'm just, you know, I'm just talking about this. I ain't really about it. So um, I get that. I'm like, that pisses me off. I, that does piss me off. Because then you have people that are actually about this life. They're not going to rat. And they're, they're, they're getting stuck. They're getting done, put in jail. And at the end of the day, look, I don't, I don't encourage this shit. I don't glamorize it. Like, it's bad. You know, I like the music. I never claim to be gangster or whatnot. But I'm not, I'm not condoning it, you know. And uh, for, for the real gangsters or whatnot. Or whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about there. Like, scrap that point. But basically, um, that was that was his point. And then the other point that Joe Budden and I guess I guess Roy was half half on on the subject. Um, but Joe playing playing devil's advocate for the sake of it for 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 at least some you know some intervention between the two to to s display other points. Uh, he mentioned like, well, he never was about the culture. He never was. He is a product of the the business behind it. Um, so what what he does when he does something, people know it's separate. He's mainstream. He's not hip hop. Um, which I don't know. I think it's a weak point to be honest. Like that's how like I know Joe Joe Budden explained it. Tried to explain it in a way. That it, really like this guy is never really about the culture but i sort of I, I i feel mel's point more about this guy's using it you know he's using it, like it, the, the business i think joe is trying to be like but if you're mad about someone you know getting paper and using the business how the business side of it uses you know the business glamorize it you could you could say the same about like gangster movies, like for example, like the mafia movies. Think about that. That that as an example. Like, you have gang gangs, affiliated gangsters talking about their story, like in Goodfellas and Donnie Brasco, that kind of thing. You have people, um, actors that aren't really gangster, but they play that role. How is that any different in that in that sense? That, that I think that's the angle that they were going for when trying to explain that. 
So I think it's up in the air. I think it, I think this guy's whack. I'm not gonna pay any more attention to him, but you know, you know, what can you do? That's hip hop talk for you guys. New normal. Nats blazing, bitch. Let's go for a break. Peace. Yo yo yo. How's it going, people? With all the negativity around, this break is brought to you by Positive Vibe Quotes on Instagram. I think it's really important in these times to spread the positivity, so I'm going to read some positive memes. You know what's attractive? Effort. You glow differently when you're not hating, messy, or bitter. Listen to silence, it has so much to say. Your dream doesn't have an expiration date. Take a deep breath and try again. Tonight, say a little prayer and go to bed with peace in your heart. You disrespect yourself by agreeing to do things you truly don't want to do. I am not someone you want to hang out with unless you're ready to evolve and elevate. These quotes are brought to you by Positive Vibes Quotes on Instagram. If you'd like to submit your own quote, DM me on Nats Blazing. Tech Talk with Nats Blazing. Tech Talk with Nats Blazing. Yo, what's up, guys? It's Tech Talk. As in tech talk, not TikTok, not not the social media, so the social meds. This is the tech segment of my podcast because I love my tech. And uh, just started off, guys. We're gonna go hard. We're going hard, bro. We're going hard. We're gonna go hard in the paint, bro. Because um, this is another level. Um, this piece of tech is something else, guys. We're gonna go straight in with with. A new Apple release. This came out very recently. Um, oh my gosh, I, I I can't even. I don't even know how I'm gonna introduce this because it's something else. And before you jump the gun, no, it's not the budget iPhone SE, though it's dope. No, they, they Apple's very good. They know how to you know uh, compete against all different markets. So the budget SE, essentially, it's a it's the the flagship of the budget phones. Looks exactly like an iPhone 8, which is what I have right now. And which has been the same since the iPhone 6. So 6, 7, 8, all the same. Then they did 10, 11. They're like, ah, shit. Let's just go back to, go back to 8. So SE is basically an 8. But no, I'm not talking about that. It's even more epic than that, guys. Oh, is it the new MacBook Pro 2020? 2020 MacBook Pro is out. Looks exactly like the 2019, 18, 17, and 16. And basically until they upgraded the body and it just looks the same. No, it's not that. This is an all-round, completely new Apple product. First of its kind. Game changer. This shit is going to take off. This thing's expensive as hell. Now, if you don't know already what this uh, piece of tech equipment is, tech accessory, Apple Mac Pro wheels. Let that sink in. The Mac Pro wheels. I'm not even lying. This is actually a real segment because I am going to start talking about things. But I thought I'd go, you know, go off off the, the weird end. Why is Mac, Mac, why is Apple selling wheels? It's to accompany the Mac Pro. Now, the Mac Pro, Apple's got a weird thing where I, I don't know if they really fully think through their, their product range, like, who actually needs this shit? Um, they, they got l- laptops on point. That's, that's good. They got iPhones on point. They've covered all bases, you know? You don't have to spend 2000 or whatever it is now for an iPhone 11. 
you know, not not all of us scrub our asses with money. You can get the SC, so budget. That's they've covered all bases, and it's still got that. Mm, yeah, Apple brand branding. Yeah, luxury. Um, and the laptops are good. You know, they got the Air. They've got the um, the old twelve-inch MacBook Pros as well. They, they were cool, but I think the Air has obviously taken over that. And then you got your MacBook Pro line. Like I got a MacBook Pro. Um, it's the best thing. I, I love it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm a, a very avid Apple fan. But now and then, Apple will come out with a just a what the hell is this upgrade? It it it's not the first time. Apple does this. They're smart. They market the shit out of things. And you're like, wow, I didn't know I wanted that. I did not know. You guys remember when the iPhone, uh, what was it again? Three? The iPhone 3 came out. And then they, they did a like a, a, a small upgrade, like the 3S or whatever it is or something. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like they, the really slight increment update that makes you, that they essentially send the, sell you the same shit. It's the same phone, but legit in their marketing. If you remember, I remember this. I wonder if you remember this. Their upgrade was you get a, a compass. A bloody compass was the upgrade. Like, oh, if you get this phone, now it comes with a, a compass app. Why the hell would you need a compass? Like, why? I mean, like, even the only time I think I would ever need a compass in this day and age, it did come out a while ago, but like in this sort of, you know, era of having smartphones, a compass, I believe I would only need if I was, you know, I, I, I got, I was in a plane and it crashed into an island, like in Lost. And I'm just like, you know, oh shit, I need a compass because I just think that's something you need compasses for. I just don't know what a compass is for. I've never used a compass. But I think feel like that would be the only situation I would need a compass. But the bloody thing is on your phone. So, for example, if I'm on Lost Island, iPhones don't have good batteries, man. That shit would probably be dead before the, the flight even finished. So now I'm on an island with a dead iPhone... And that compass upgrade is not helping me one bit. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is Apple has a way of like, you know, being a really premium product, but sometimes they sell some stupid shit. Like the when the first Apple Watches came out, I already knew like this is dumb. I mean, like I, I wanted it. I'm not going to lie. But even there, um, the pricing of the upgrades, like you had your normal Apple Watch, you got your the cheap Apple Watch and then BAM! Ten ten thousand dollar gold watch, y'all. For the first generation, there was nothing different between the three models, except one was gold plated. So I like I I don't know who in their right mind would buy it. I I like millionaires maybe, but you'll have the odd millennial that wants to be a hype beast, so they'll buy it. They'll spend their ten grand that they've saved since they were born. So now they floss in their first generation Apple Watch, which soon will be so obsolete, they won't even make an update for it. And then that's it. It's just a shell, a gold shell. But Apple MacBook Pro, MacBook Pro wheels, guys, just to, just to full circle back into what, what I'm trying to like talk about with Tech Talk, y'all. Yeah, tech Talk. This, this wheels, the wheels... <laughs> The wheels is to accompany the Mac Pro. Now, if you don't know what the Mac Pro is, you probably don't. You have to be like a legit Apple fan like me, like another level Apple, like tattoo Apple on your shoulder. Jokes, I don't have a tattoo. But the Mac Pro is the desktop version of the, the of Mac, basically. Because you, not the screen, like that's an iMac. But I mean... Sort of more like the, uh, what is it called? I've got one of these. The Apple, the Mac Mini, basically. That's right. So the Mac Mini is a little hub. No screen like the traditional iMacs, but you can connect it to a to a, uh, a monitor or a TV source. And it's essentially like a desktop. Like, uh, it's on that range to compete against, you know, Windows and, and all that shit. So the Mac Pro is the, the beefed up version. It's pretty much the most powerful Mac 
that you can get. So it's this big box. It looks like a droid from Star Wars. This shiny bag microwave looking thing. And it's a beast. I've not really cared too much about it, to be honest. I don't think it's necessary. Um, but the wheels are for the Mac Pro. Now, there's already a number of faults that I can see with this. I'm just going to just tell you guys the main ones that concern me the most. Um, the Mac Pro is a desktop computer. For it to work, it needs to be plugged in to a power source, right? It's not a laptop. Laptop, you can, you know, portably, you can take it. It's got a, a battery inside. This thing needs to be plugged in. In what world would I need wheels for this thing? I mean, think about it. Like, you're in your room, usually a desktop-type box computer. It's just going to sit there. It's not going to move. So, one, you, 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 I, I, I got no answer. I don't know. The thing looks like a freaking... Um, what is a, the carry case when you travel? Like a travel bag with wheels? It legit looks... I'm not lying. I, I'm telling you right now, you probably think I'm just bullshitting this the whole segment. Like this is just the parody part of the podcast. You Google it right now. Google it. Right now. If you haven't already, Google the Mac Pro wheels. So that's my first complaint. You're going to have this these wheels on a desktop. It's not really going to help. It's not going to get very far unless you have a really long cord. Or it's just to transport it from A to B, which I don't see happening. Because why? Like, why would you need that? It's like, oh, hey, I'm just going to go out, take my uh, Mac Pro for a walk. I'll uh, be back in a jiffy. It just doesn't work like that. The next thing is the pricing. For context, I found this, um, this, this product from one of my favorite tech reviewers on YouTube. His name is Marcus Brownlee. You guys probably know him. He's got massive, massive following. The guy's got 11 million subscribers. Rightfully so, he's great. And I was like, he's my sort. He's my go-to guy. So I thought it was a joke at first too. So my second qualm with this product is this thing costs $700. And because um, this is an audio podcast, you're not going to be able to see the video. But by all means, check out Marcus Brownlee on YouTube if you want to see it, see his video. It's a great video. It's pretty funny actually. Um, but I'm going to give you the condensed version so you don't have to watch a whole YouTube video and all that. But the wheels, while they are a premium product, the, the materials, it's like, it's what you expect of an Apple product. Just perfect. Perfection. Perfect packaging. Precision wheels. The, 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 the materials. The exact, the, the sizing of it for the, the freedom of movement for your Mac Pro, even though it's attached to a wall. This thing costs $700 US. Uh, if you, I don't know what that is if you convert it, but that's a lot of money. I, that's more than the phone. Like you could get something with equal or probably just a tiny bit less metal, but has all microchips and a screen and connectivity to the freaking internet worldwide. It connects you to the world. Whereas these wheels, these four wheels connects you to your MacBook, to your Mac Pro that needs to be attached to a wall. That, that's, that's all it does. So that, that's, my, that's the second qualm. I'm, I'm going to stop it there, the price. It got me thinking. Now, now Marcus is a smart guy. I was thinking, like, what, what, what's he doing? Why is he even bringing this up? And he had a very good point. And the reason why I brought up the, the, uh, the compass... The, the Apple Watch that costs 10 grand for the, the gold version. All of these things were ridiculous. I remember um, I always used to not really have beef, but I would always have sort of conflicting opinions with Android users, Samsung people. Android users have a trait. I don't, it's a tech trait of not liking Apple. Like they think Apple is pretentious. Apple's like, you know, the, the luxury brand. That, you know, you're spending all this money on something that's subpar and Android rules. We, we have open source 
uh, software. We have no limitations. We we got the best shit. And like, whatever, man. Like, I don't care. I'm I'm not here to beef. My my rebuttal to any Android user is like, cool, good for you, man. Be happy. I'm I don't care. I'm, I'm happy with my Apple. It it works how I want it to. It barely breaks. I know it's not gonna be slow after three months. Cause with me, I had a Samsung, uh, an Samsung three, whatever it was. I I switched for a very brief moment, and quickly switched back. Cause one, while it's great to have open source software and the the ability to you know add and modify every little detail, um, and mind you, I'm not like a noob. I love my tech. I know how to get around things and you know build build my software in a I'm not a coder but you know what I mean I can I can do shit with it like I do a lot with my tech stuff so I I went all out I I modified the shit out of, out of my Android it gave me too much free roam that I got to a point that I was stressing out over the type of layout the type like all the nitty-gritty tiny things that I shouldn't care about suddenly I needed everything I needed to just modify the shit out of this phone and it got tiring I got sick of it and it also lagged the shit out of my phone. So I haven't been back to Android since. I know for a fact other people that have had Androids and they go back to Apple or vice versa. It's always like, oh, after a while, they just they just flop. Which is why I believe Apple, iPhone, whatever, has a better resale value. It just lasts, man. It just lasts longer. So you know what? I can already feel um, Android users that could be listening are probably unsubscribing to this podcast, probably telling people, don't listen to this. It's shit. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Fuck, I don't care. Just don't, don't listen. I don't want you here. Just don't listen. It's fine. But back to, to Apple, Marcus Brownlee, he's a really smart, I love this guy, man. Subscribe to this guy. He's, he's awesome. He laid it down, and I finally get it. And now I've got an even more powerful rebuttal to all you Samsung people that were hating on me because you know like when Apple releases something it's like oh Apple watch 10 grand lame you guys are losers I'm like I didn't buy that why would I buy that I don't have 10 grand I don't even have the watch I can't afford the watch right now so here is how he breaks it down Apple wants to be on the league of luxury brands so you've seen them they've they've collabed with what is it Her- Hermes Hermes you know the brand the watch the leather band, they've got deals with Nike. Um, they're on that kind of level. Samsung, uh, it's, 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 if you compare the two, Apple is the luxury brand. Because for one, most of the time, it doesn't match Samsung with specs. I'll, I'll give it that. They'll have, on paper, they have less specs, less pixels, less memory, all that shit. I'm not going to bore you because I don't even know what that means. But, it's just better, as in like it's it's a more quality. They price it for a reason. It's it's priced higher, and there's reasons for that. Um, you could have like he made this example about you could have two products exactly the same. If you price one like higher, significantly higher, most people will that value uh, quality products will subconsciously just pick the more expensive one, even though you're selling the same shit. Now, I'm not saying that Samsung and Apple are the same. They're rightfully so, they have their perks, they have their, their pros and cons for each. But my opinion is Apple just makes a premium product. Like, it, out of the box, it just feels good. It looks good. Uh, it's, it's heavy. The metal, it's just... It looks like a Mercedes-Benz. Samsung looks like... A Suzuki Swift. Now I'll give it. I'll give it more. Like like a, a Lexus because it's Asian, right? That actually makes sense because Lexus is Japanese. Okay, don't don't worry about that. So now you got a Lexus and a Mercedes. You go for the Mercedes. Booyah, iPhone. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna break apart from that analogy for a bit. Follow me here. This is what Mark, Marcus Brownlee breaks down with Apple. Sorry, not with Apple, with luxury. If you look at luxury brands in general, what is it different that they do? Now, you've seen brands that have gone to the come up, like some hype beast street shit. We all got to start somewhere. But getting to that point of premium doesn't happen overnight because everyone would just do that. If, for example, one day I start a shirt company and start saying, 
oh, by the way, it's $500 a shirt because I say so. Like, what separates that from Supreme? Now, Supreme built that brand equity over time. It didn't just happen. There was a lot of elements into play that got it to that stage. And that goes the same with a lot of these luxury brands. They'll start, they, they'll start and make a point of it. They know that, you know what, this is it. Uh, we, we base our product on limited stock. Apple did that early on. They'd make only enough Apple iPhones so it would go out of stock. So people would be like, oh, shit, pre-order. And that gained, you know, hype for people to get it. And the same thing with luxury brands. It's like some of the shit is overpriced. Like people that don't get luxury brands, which I didn't get before, um, won't get this. That's why a lot of the, you know, the Samsungs, I'm not saying you guys are mediocre. I'm just saying, like, just try and understand what Apple is doing here. So you have brands like, I don't think there's an all-out just luxury brand, but there are brands like, like you know, Nike and Adidas. You got your low end. You can get some really cheap Nike, cheap Adidas or whatever. And then you have your higher-end Nike. Like, they might do a collab with something a bit higher. Like, bloody, um... Well, Supreme collab with LV. I'm not a hype beast guru, so don't hate on me. This is just what I think. But for me being like a not really a following guy of this stuff, when soon as Supreme collab with LV, I was like, oh shit, okay, they're on that level. And sometimes when I go on these buying sites, you see Nike and Adidas, they're with these levels. And I feel like Apple is slowly trying to establish their dominance that they are the luxury brand and how does one do that you sell ridiculous shit and luxury brands do this gucci used to have that 300 dollars t-shirt that everyone wore it's it's maxed out now no one buys it no one but back then that was like oh if you got one of those you're with it you're one of the hipsters that are with it same with supreme they put like a supreme uh skateboard or a supreme spanner something random it's like here you go here's your spanner for two and a half k but it's supreme though that's quality and people will buy that shit i don't think apple intends for this shit to sell like who in their right mind is gonna sell no one's gonna buy that there will be a couple there will be an exception of the people that buy it for the fuck of it they just taking a piss and they have the money to joke about it and those were the same people that bought that watch like people laugh at them but some people 10 grand is not much that could be like a day's work for some people so why not if i was a trillionaire i'd probably do it too but what does that ten thousand dollar watch do compared to the competition to anyone else these wheels came out and a lot of these bloggers, a lot of the internet, I don't think it's as big because like it's wheels and it's for a product that's not as big, but it's still doing its job in a sense that this has released, it's gone into a lot of blogs, a lot of people are viewing it, and at the same time, it's in line with the release of an actual product that they're selling. They're selling the iPhone SE, which has come out, the new MacBooks come out, and by all means, by mentioning these ridiculous wheels, they are getting the promotion they need for their, their other products. Now, you can, I know you're probably going to go back, yo, yo, Apple don't need promotion. They're already big. They don't need to, they don't need to do anything. They, they, they just want to say that they can make wheels and sell them for $700. They don't give a shit if they're not going to sell it, but they're saying they will do it. And the fact that even though there might be a very, small market of people that will buy it that is steps towards becoming that luxury brand like you know, for tech that is you know so they've they've done that they've done that they've got the um if you've seen the mac uh the imac um monitor stand something ridiculous i think it was a thousand dollars if you wanted to get the actual stand to hold your mac L lcd this thing's not a computer. It's a screen to feed whatever your computer is showing. The stand. The stand is $1,000.
So anyway, that is just the point I wanted to bring up. And Marcus brought that up, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. So next time another Samsung person or whatever Android is like, hey, yeah, yeah, nice phone, bro. I'll be like, yeah, well, because I can. Not really. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm broke. I don't, I don't really have money. But you see what I'm getting at. So I want to wrap up that tech talk. Um, do check it out, guys. Uh, let me know what you think about um, about this. If you have any submissions that you'd want to send to me to review, um, I love my tech. Anything that comes out new, I'm probably going to stay up to date with it. And we'll go from there. Um, send me a DM, Nats Blazin, or send me a voice message, anchor.fm forward slash Nats Blazin. New normal. This is the time we live in. These are the days of our lives. One last break, and then we're going to wrap it up. Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all for today, guys. I'm actually going to end the podcast here because it's getting late. Um, if you don't know already, I go by the name Nats Blazin. Follow me on Instagram. YouTube, all of that, anchor.fm if you want to send a message, an audio message, I'll play it, um, and I'm going to try and do these daily, at least all weekdays, so I'm going to see you guys tomorrow, uh, tune in, if you like it, subscribe, follow, I don't know, it's going to be on my Spotify at this stage, you know, it's audio only, but I would appreciate if you share it, give me a feedback if you enjoy this format. And I'll see you guys at work because I know we all doing the nine to five thing. Well, you guys are. I'm just part time and shit. But uh, yeah, I'm here for your entertainment, guys. So see you guys next day tomorrow. Bye.